So there's that side of it. And then I think what I talked about before is just being so impacted by seeing the power of community. And I think that has been very exciting to me to just experience that firsthand of how I was able to do something physically that was a really big stretch goal because I had the support of my community behind me. And to think about how, okay, what else is Sasquatch going to do to support other people? It's like making emotional. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's okay. Because, it's okay. I know, but you're it's, very, it's you're very, very exciting to me to think like our community can help people. I think just to use Sasquatch's community as a catalyst to support people is very exciting. And you're very passionate about it. I get excited. You get excited about it. We get get excited about being part of of the community. You're listening to the Sasquatch Trail Runners Podcast, where every run is a trail party. I'm your host, Kim Levinsky, and today's episode is the recording from a special edition of our Run Venture Zoom series that was recorded on September 20th, 2020. That night, the tables were turned as I was the ultra runner in the hot seat being interviewed by my close friend and member of the Sasquatch Dream Team Extreme, Jana Shurnetz. We sat down to talk about the trail magic that happened during the Wachundo 100 miler and recap the backstory of how Sasquatch trail running started. So sit back and relax or lace up your shoes and hit the trails and enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Goo. Have you heard about their limited edition flavors that were just released? The three newest flavors are now available for a limited time. Alaskan King Crab, Caviar, and Creme Brulee. Now you can enjoy your favorite fancy foods and your favorite running gel. Bon Appetit! Hello everybody, my name is Kim Levinsky. I'm the race director for Sasquatch Trail Running. I am here with my very good friend, Jana, and she is a part of the Dream Team Extreme, which is the heart of Sasquatch. We are here at Becca and Mark Constant's backyard. You can see we've got uh, the chimney going. It's very, it's very, it's very good. Fireside chat. So we are here with two members of the Dream Team Extreme. Shout out to Michelle Rice, who is our fourth member. She is a frontline hero working at St. Barnabas at the ICU. She's a nurse practitioner. We wish that she was here. We are going to jump into this. So the tables are turned. Tonight, usually I'm on the other end getting to chat with amazing runners, and now Jenna is going to fill that role. She is here, and I'm in the hot seat. So you are. Are you ready? I think so. Do you think we're going to be friends after this? I hope so. I think I think we're I think we're <laughs> going to be just fine. But yes, we are we are we are missing our our lovely Michelle. So we're thinking about you. We miss you, Michelle. But it's be recorded, so you can you can watch it. Um, so, yeah, so this was, like, something we talked about doing, because yes. you have just been doing some amazing things, um, and, I, and I, think, I think the world needs to know. Okay. Um, <laughs> but we, this is, again, several bad choices later. We're now sitting here, and your most recent bad choice was um, running 100 miles in Wachung Reservation. It like, there is a level of crazy that goes into running 100 miles, but the way you did it, like... I, I have no words. It was a hundred mile fun run. A hundred mile fun <laughs> run. So explain explain how this happened. How does one actually decide to run a hundred miles for fun in the Watching Earth Space? Right. Well, there is some good backstory to it. So originally back in January, I signed up for the Burning River 100 in Ohio with Matt Klein and with Rosa Tolentino. 
Did Matt Klein make you sign up for this? He was a big influence and gave me the touch, the push to do it. So thank you, Matt. You just, you inspire so many people. So you gave me that push. I'm really surprised. I didn't even know him. I don't even, like, does he run? Yeah. He dabbles. He's a jogger. He's a jogger. Jogger. Yeah, I'm just really surprised Matt would make anybody run 100 miles. Right, right. So he gave me the push, and we registered, and then COVID-19 happened. So, you know, the race was up in the air. They actually moved forward with doing the event. But we had decided not to travel out just because logistics with our crew and traveling. And for a while, Ohio was on the red state for, you know. Not political red state. No, 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 no. Just no, no, no. Very, very clear. Yes. This is non-political. This is not a, yeah. Just so we, when we use red state, it has nothing to do with political things. Exactly. That's, that's yes. the disclaimer right there. Travel advisories. Travel advisories. So there's red and green. Yes. So we decided not to go. And we started moving forward with a plan B. And... We decided there was a group of us that, well, you can't cancel a fun run. So we started brainstorming ideas of where. And I like the record to state that Jana was the one who actually said we should run it at Wachong. I don't. I don't remember that. I have. I have no recollection. I think it's in writing somewhere of, of that happening. Your text. No, I. I believe that might have been deleted. No, there's nothing. Oh, but, God. You know, carry on. It's, but you know, it, it's. But, but you. You said you had a. There was Plan B. Yeah. Um, and everyone, anyone who's done ultra distances or long distances know you have plan A, plan B, plan C, D, and plan WTF. Yes. So you didn't even get even into your race, and right. you already had to activate the plan A. Yes. Yeah. But as an ultra runner, you were prepared for that. We just, we went for it. And then, you know, the more that we were talking about it, there were definitely some benefits to doing uh, It's known as a fat-ass style. That's the event. So there's no registration, there's no swag, there's no aid. So some benefit was that is that there's also no rules really. I mean, we we put together some guidelines of, you know, whoever was going to come, you had to run any, you could run any trail at the reservation until you got to 100, and then you know you were keeping track on your watch for mileage. You know, you could have as many crews you want, and that was a big thing. A really big benefit was that I could run with people the entire time. Where at like a regular race you're limited to maybe one or two pacers at a certain distance. Sometimes, like, it's usually more than halfway through. Well, yeah, like Yeti, it's, I think, 30 miles in. The Yeti 100, which I think is actually next weekend. Yeah. Vermont, it is miles 69 or 70, but it's, like, you know, way, way out there before you actually get to run with somebody. But... You you had you had quite you had quite the crew. I was I was there for for a little bit of it and um yeah, you had it was amazing. You were you were never alone. I was never alone. The entire time I was surrounded by at least two people and most of the time it was like five to eight people that were running with me. So Was that, that good? Was that good to have really that many good. people? I mean, did yeah. you like have a feeling at some point where like just just leave me alone and go away and I I did I it and I'm I'm pretty introverted but it was so inspiring to be with friends the entire time, and um, we'll probably talk about this more, but it was just, it was very, it was moving, it was very emotional to be surrounded by so many friends the entire time, and I have to take a second, my crew. Yes, let's, okay. let's talk about, let's talk about your So, second to none with my crew. So, Grace was crew chief, amazing. She is fantastic. Amazing. She's not for hire. I know. She's, she's not for she's, hire. She's ours. You get, you get, no, no one can take Grace. No, she's, I, got, I had Grace for Vermont. You can have Grace for what, yes. Shundo or the next Shundo, you know? <laughs> but she's, yes. she's, she's not for hire. She was just a powerhouse. Yeah. Everything was so organized. We had a meeting 
a week before with the whole crew, and we went over all the gear and prep, and I mean, weeks leading up to the run, um, we were texting almost every day about making plan A's and plan B's mm-hmm. and plan C's for during the run. Um, and then the rest of my crew, Becca is here, we're at her house. Um, she ran uh, probably one of the hardest legs was 12 a.m. to 4 a.m. She was running with me. She gets a lot, she gets a lot of those. She's uh, really good at that, Becca. But Be- Becca's, Becca's a crewing veteran. She like, is very, very, her resume is detailed. Oh, it's, it's stacked. Thanks, girls. Yeah. It's stacked. You've got three Vermonts. <laughs> Couple of Vermonts, three Vermonts, two Ultra Fest, two Ultra Fests. Yes. So there was there was five just there. And the Watchendo. And then the Watchendo makes yeah. six. So. But was, she yeah. is the only member of the Dream Team that has not yet run a hundred miles. Do you find might, that to be interesting? I think she might be up next. Do you find that interesting? Only the bridesmaid is fine with me. <laughs> I don't know about that. You know, she also said never about running with me and. Took eight years and she ran. She said never about running a marathon. Yeah. And never about running an ultra. I mean, yes. we all know how that works. I think I mean, she's gonna kick us out. So maybe no, it's a good time to come in. I gotta stoke the fire a little <laughs> she's gonna, bit. She's gonna stoke, stoke the fire. fire. So Matt Klein, you know, you can you can work on this one over here. <laughs> so yeah, Becca was with me from 12 a.m. to 4 a.m. Grace had run with me from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. And then Robin first came She did bring the chicken. She broth. brought the chicken she broth. She did. It was broth. so clutch. Yeah. Um, and then also Kim Maselli, who we camped out at her house overnight. We moved, um, so we weren't parking in the park overnight. We went to her place and she hosted us overnight. So you, so you had a, a strategy. So you, yeah. you, you've crewed before. You've, you've witnessed the carnage of a hundred. You've seen the carnage <laughs> of a hundred miler. Um, how? How did you plan? Like, we all know that we can sit down, you know, er- everything looks easy when you're sitting yeah. on the couch or in Adirondack chairs planning. It's 100 miles. Like, yeah, we could do it. Um, but what was what was your strategy? How, how did you approach this? I mean, even knowing that it was a fat ass and, yeah. you know, there was not really a, a real, a, you know, an actual, like, race director. Right. You are the race director. But yeah. You're the race director of your own race, you know. Um, what kind of, what were you thinking? What was your strategy? How were you approaching this? Uh, well, similar to most things I do, especially with Sasquad, is I try to talk to people who have done it before. So I talked to, you were one of them, friends who have done it. You listened to me? I, I did take some of your advice. Probably another one of your <laughs> bad decisions, but you know. I took some of your advice. I chatted with other runners who have done hundreds and tried to learn as much as I could and prepare as much as I could. So, um, the plan was during the day on Friday, I wanted to do four loops of a 12-mile circuit that I made. So that would get me to 48 miles. My goal was to do that before sunset. And we, I mean, it was like right on the dot. It took about 12 hours, 20 minutes or so to mm-hmm. get to the 48. And that was right at sunset. So, so what time did you start? 6.12. 6.12. 6.12 a.m. That's the other great thing about a fat ass, right? <laughs> it was really funny. We were all in the parking lot. Everybody was there on time. We were ready to start at 6. And then... We were just talking and I think maybe procrastinating, not wanting to start, because we knew once we started, it was sneaking <laughs> up the end. Yes, of course, I'm, I'm actually on time for something, yes. and, and you start late. Yes. But, you know, the, the, you know, the sooner you started, the sooner it would be over. Exactly. So you yes. could have been over 12 minutes sooner. We could have. We could have. 
but you know. So that was the plan for Friday. Mm-hmm. That was that got me halfway, and then, like I said, we moved. Uh, my crew moved the truck and the aid station to Kim's house, and the plan for that was just mentally to break it up into four hours. Because um, that's what I heard a lot was you can't think about the hundred miles as a whole. It's like very mentally overwhelming, and I did that a few times, and my crew like snap me back in place. Becca did that a couple of times. <laughs> but you already run three. <laughs> we got to 4 a.m. and we were back at Kim's and Robin had come and I think we were at mile 70 or so. Yeah. And I was getting emotional and I didn't want to quit or I didn't think that I couldn't do it but I, was, I just I started crying like there's still so much left. There's still an ultra marathon. Just a, just a 50k ish. <laughs> just a 50k ish left. And then Becca said, "Nope, <laughs> stop thinking like that." Well, first she made the comment about you've already done what three was marathons. It was three, when you had a marathon left. Yeah, mar- that's right. It was a marathon left. But again, just being surrounded by amazing friends who were pumping me with positivity was, it, I think, it just made the biggest difference because they helped me stay focused when my mind started to get. Little wonky, little wonky, little wonky. Yeah. So I mean, you you did you put in a lot of physical training. You know, you were you were out there climbing mountains. You, we'll, we'll talk about the adventures that led <laughs> up. Um, but you were out there, you know, putting down the miles, putting down the vert, if you believe it's real. Um, but the other really important aspect of ultra running is the mental training. You know, you are you're out there and you're going to be experiencing pain and fatigue. And you have to train your mind to work through that to come out the other side. What did what did you do? What did you find that was helpful for the mental side of the training for this? Yeah, like I said before, is talking to other ultra runners was a huge confidence booster. And you know, we run a lot together, so getting to talk about you know fears and <laughs> you know things you're anxious about while running is helpful. Um, I read a few books. Uh, and then also the week or two leading up, tried to watch as many YouTube videos as possible about 100 milers. And uh, one that I just loved was called The Heart of Stone. So go on YouTube and look it up. It's about a Western States runner who's in her 60s, and her lifelong goal was to run Western States. And this video just did such a great job covering her journey. And... Um, I remember like chuckling while watching it because she would get to these aid stations after like mile 40 and every time she saw her crew which is also like her age a little bit older women she just kind of lost it and was like I just love you guys so much I love you and I was chuckling like that's kind of funny you know like why she's so emotional and then literally that's what happened in the watch on them was I would see my friends and I would get super emotional and the last 10 miles, like, I couldn't get a grip. I, I wasn't upset. I was just really happy. And, like, I remember looking at Becca and Robin sometimes. I was like, I can't even look at you guys. <laughs> Cause I, and I know it could sound cheesy, but it was just, like, like so surrounded by love. It was, like, ama- it was an amazing experience. Yeah, I, you know, when I was up there, I think I went up um, at around, like, one or two like the beginning of like your third, maybe your third loop, um, I was bringing up the laundry concierge service. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, so it was, it was a little bit warmer and a little bit more humid, I think, than anybody anticipated that morning, and there were several costume changes. Yeah. Um, so the beauty of being right there, 
to the laundry and, and brought it back up. And when I came up there, the parking lot, so this was at the Loop Playground at, at Wachong. And, you know, there was, I think, how many people were there when I got back up? There was, Narissa was there. There were, uh, there were a lot of people. I'm scared to start naming because I'm going to forget. But uh, Narissa was there, Laura Gelman, Shay, uh, Michael Steiner, I'm really sorry about the whole Steiner thing. He wanted to go find you guys out on the course. I was trying to give him different directions to not find you. Oh, (laughs) just kidding, Steiner. Love you. We love you, Michael. We love you. We saw you a couple times. We love you. I don't know what I said because I was so delirious, but I'm glad you're there. He had a shirt on this time. But yeah, we had, I mean, there are a ton of people. I made a, I made a list on my phone after the event because mm-hmm. I just wanted to thank everybody individually. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it was like 25 people who mm-hmm. come out over the course yeah. of the day, yeah. two days, whatever it was. Um, but it was just, it was very, very cool. And I wasn't the only person running either. So I want to give a shout out to the other runners who were there, uh, Matt Klein and mm-hmm. Justin Dew. They were the bros. Did they actually run? Because every time <laughs> I saw them, I swear... They were sitting in a chair. There was a lot of pizza and a there lot of a hanging lot. out. There was a napping, and then I came back, and there was, like, a stove, and, like, you know, there was... I, I don't even... I don't think those guys ran. I don't know I am convinced. Because we were I'm always convinced. at the same mileage. I was like, where are the boys? What mile are they at? And then finally, the girls were like, just stop asking. I think they just, like, they would, they would like, pop out of the woods when, like, you come up there, and then they, like, they go back and, like, go to Chipotle or something. Yes. I'm not sure they ran. I think it was, like, just you and Rosa that were, yes. like, running. Yes. So the, the, those were the boys, and then uh, the wizard, he's kind yes. of his own category, the wizard. the wizard. The wizard of Wachung, yes. who is? Who is? Phil. Phil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his real name is Phil. It's not Phil. a quiz. It was not a quiz. I just want to make sure that people know who, who the wizard yes. of Wachung is. So Phil came out. That was his 1,500-mile race that he completed. That is which is amazing, and he was blows such, my mind. Blows my mind. Everybody was encouragement. Phil was so encouraging um, before the race and just giving me advice and stuff. So Phil was there, and then James Leitner was also there. He's the guy who's run a few miles. He's, he's, he's run, run a few he's miles, miles on a lot his bike. He's he is, and um, he's been on. Yes, he has. He has been in the hot seat. Yes, he's been that. Been seat. in the hot seat. Yes. So James James came out and ran. He had to start on Friday night because he was uh, working during the day. And then Rosa Tolentino was also there, and she ran. We got to run a lot together, which was really awesome because we've done a lot of crazy, stupid things this summer (laughs) (laughs) in the mountains. So that was really fun. We got to share a lot of miles together. So I remember um, in one of my races, I was running behind a gentleman, and he had this saying on his shirt, and it said, you know, you are being requested to talk louder. Oh, you are about to thank thank you. I was I <laughs> did not know what this meant. So I'm very happy that you interpreted that for me. I know I am not known to want we to Bailey. speak. We need Bailey. I don't really up. speak do you softly. Closer, do you think, or, or is it okay? Just speak up. Okay, right, we'll, I will we'll speak up. up. All right. So I I was saying I'll spot you. Fire, ma'am. Fire, fire. Let me let me stoke the fire. Stoke the fireplace. So there was behind a gentleman, and he had a shirt on, and it was an inspirational quote, or I hope it was meant to be inspirational, but it was. It said, you're about to tap into a side of who you are that very rarely people will ever see. Um, And, you know, I was behind him for for a while because I just couldn't move faster. And, you know, that got me thinking, like, you know, when you're out there and, like, you're pushing yourself to do something like a 100-miler, 
you're really seeing things about yourself that very, there's very few situations in life that will put you there. Um, and I think that, you know, that journey starts with signing up. Like that moment you click the, the process button, um, that's when your 100 mile journey starts. And yeah. you're, what are you doing? <laughs> Open the fire. Open the fire. Okay. Continue. You're fired. <laughs> um, you know, and you, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a life journey, and it's starting with that moment that you decide and, and press, press go on, on the registration. And you're not the same person, I think, when you come out of a 100-mile, or at least I wasn't. How do you feel about this experience? Do you feel like you are the same Kimmy? I mean, we, we loved you before, Kim. <laughs> we will always love you. But, um, you know, did you go to that place? Did you go to that place inside you, and are you that same person? Uh, that's a great question. Really good question. I think for sure things changed after the race. <laughs> <laughs> we are all still friends. <laughs> we are all still friends, but seriously, that was one of my main goals. Besides finishing and wanting to still love running, I wanted to be friends with everybody afterwards because I was so, nervous. I was yeah. nervous about being up for 30 hours and yeah. what kind of person do you become when you're that sleep deprived and pushing your body? Um, but thankfully, I mean, that, again, like my crew said before the event, multiple times they said, whatever happens in the race stays in the race, and you need to be honest and communicate with us mm -hmm. if there's things going wrong or how you're feeling. So having that level of trust was really important. Um, but in terms of, like, after the event, um, I do feel like this whole new world has kind of opened up to me. Um, yeah. I don't have a strong desire to like go out and do another 100-mile race immediately. I'm more excited about like the opportunities that I think are now in front of me. They've probably always been there. I think it just took doing an experience like this to see what it's like to push yourself beyond something that you've never done. Because 50 was the furthest that I've gone before. And I was nervous about the 100, but friends kept telling me, you know, you're trained, you can do this. Um, so having that behind me, now I'm just excited to go out and try, like, more. I, I love run ventures. Like, obviously I love races because I'm a race director. But I love getting out to see new places and now knowing, like, shoot, like, I can endure for a really long time. So, you know, once we can start traveling again, I, you know, I, I want to go out to national parks. and It's just awesome to think, like, okay, I can go to Yosemite and run all day or, you know, go up to New York, there's so many places around us, you know, in Adirondacks and even yeah. in Jersey. So that's that's really exciting to me. Yeah. It's about, like, finding, like, what you perceive are your limits. Yeah. And then, like, pushing past that. Right. But then you've got to push that, you know, the, raise that bar a little bit more. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, you know, I think also, you know, you're, you're a business owner. And you know you, you you take risks and you go beyond your perceived limits. Do you think that like, do you look at your business a little bit differently um, now that you've finished the hundred miler? Where like, are you you know, will, are you pushing the limits on where you think you can take it? Do you yeah. think that 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 lesson has now translated? That's into, a really really good question. I'm glad you asked that because <laughs> I've been thinking about it a lot. And, yeah, I think um, the ultra mindset. I yeah. mean, it, you know, there's there's it's it's not just ex that ultra mindset doesn't just exist when you've got yeah. trail shoes on and you're running in the woods. It's something that you carry on right. to your personal life, you know, into your business life. So yeah. how how has that catapulted you? You think 
Um, that's a great question. Yeah. I'm excited to answer that because I have spent a lot of time thinking about it last week. Um, well, first of all, I've always said in my whole life, you should never ask somebody to do something that you can't do. So now that I've done 100, Uh-oh. there is the possibility. <laughs> Careful. Squad, I'm just, I'm not committing to anything, but we can put on a 100-mile race. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think, uh, personally, I would never offer a race distance that I've not completed myself. Um, just physically and also the logistics that go into it to have that perspective as a runner, I think is important. So there's that side of it. And then I think what I talked about before is just being so impacted by seeing the power of community. And I think that has been very exciting to me to just experience that firsthand of how I was able to do something physically that was a really big stretch goal because I had the support of my community behind me and to think about how, okay, what else is Sasquatch going to do to support other people? This like makes me emotional. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I know, you're, but you're it's, very, emotional. it's, it's very, very exciting to me to think like our community can help people, you know, achieve whether it's running or, you know, somebody like James who's, who's making these huge differences in the world with clean water. I think just to use Sasquad's community as a catalyst to support people is very exciting. And you're very passionate about it. I get excited. You get about excited it. about it. And we get we get excited about being part of part of the community. Yeah. Um, trail running is, is a community. I mean, there you know there's something to be said about the sacrifices that we make for each other. Whether it's on a weekend training run, you know, we'll come out and support somebody who has to run like 26 miles, whether you run yeah. three miles of it or the full 26, you know, it's about being there to support each other's goals. Yeah. Um, I think that crewing is probably the most um, self selfless act. Because it really is. you are, I mean, you are, you know, having, you know, run the 100 mile myself and crewed, and now you have run the 100 mile and crewed, um, you know, just to be there for somebody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have to be on when you're a crew. You don't get a chance to have a bad day. You have yeah. to suck it up. Um, and you're there to support somebody's goals and to do whatever they need. And, you know, very rarely do you find, you know, another, another place um, in life that yeah. you have that. And, you know, you're, you're just stripped down to such bare essentials to, to life during those yeah. 30 hours or if you're fast enough to be the 24. Um, but, like, just making sure, like, number one, that your runner doesn't die. <laughs> I think probably <laughs> number great. one. But you're there, you know, you're there to support their, 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 their essentials. Are you, whole, are you cold? Are you hot? Are you yeah. thirsty? Are you hungry? Are you tired? That's too bad. Do you hurt? That's too bad. Um, you know, and, and just being there to support everybody in that sense of community yeah. is very unique and something that I absolutely love about the trail running community. Um, yeah, a cool, a cool moment I was talking with my parents, they came mm -hmm. out to the finish line. Mm -hmm. Um, they're not into running really. So shout out to my family. I know they're watching. Um, I was talking with my mom afterwards and she was saying that she was just so impressed by mm -hmm. uh, the people that were at the event and how much that they were like, she's like, they were doting on you. <laughs> <laughs> doting! <laughs> just making sure that you're... <laughs> that we're still alive. Um, but something that she said was like, you have really, really good friends. And it's true. I mean, step back a minute and think, where, what are the 
world could you ask a friend to stay up all night and run with you in the woods, <laughs> ending on bears? Like, it just yeah. doesn't happen. And I no. think that was that was cool for me, for my family to see that, because I felt like they they got a kind of an inside look on, you know, it really, you know, we call it, we joke it's trail magic, but it is something that's it really magical special There's, about, yeah. you know, ultra running and trail running. And people just don't understand, like, why would you want to do that? And it's just, it's not about, it's not about laying down the miles. It, it's about the experience and the journey that you have yeah. um, doing that. And at one point, I looked around, I was at the parking lot, and I looked at Grace, and it's just Grace and I left. And we we're just, like, looking at all of these cars. I mean, there was cars, like, just lined. Yeah. And we're like, everybody's here for, for, for Kenny. Like, it's just, it's just like, you know, and, and you built that. Like, you know, you, you built that community um, through Sasquatch. So, oh, but wait, before I talk about that, though, I had, so we, we discussed this, which is harder, running the 100 miles or crewing, but I'm going to add one more. Okay. You're also the race director. You have a very unique perspective on races. So that's a good question. What do you what do you do you think it's harder to race direct? You haven't done the race direct for a hundred, but yeah. uh, Dream Team will be thinking about that later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, is it, what what do you what do you think's harder? I would say easily running is easiest. Running, yes. I would I would agree with that. You have I know one that job. Sounds crazy, <laughs> it's but it's, easy. it's true. It is. It, it is. is true. I would agree with that assessment. Running's probably easiest. Yeah. Um, I think crewing and race directing are very different. I think there's a lot more, well, I don't know. I was going to say responsibility, but crew's like really responsible for a lot of things. Yeah, I know I threw this question at you. Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to mull on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, there's so many things going on as an RD. I think there's a lot more preparation probably yeah. that's happening. Do you uh, think these experiences would make you a better RD? I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> You're an awesome RD. I don't know how you can get any better. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. But, um, you know, so Sasquatch. So let's, let's you know, Sasquatch's been around for, for three-ish years, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's the world of ish. Ish. So not, you know, but um, how how did Sasquatch come about? Because... You know, you're you're just killing it out there. All right, you, all right. you gotta like bring it down a notch. <laughs> like really, really boosting the ego. No, <laughs> no, no. Don't don't be humble. You've you've really done an amazing job and, and I think you should be I mean, you are proud of it, but, but you are. You've you've done a great job. So how how does that spot come about? Yeah. Like how does the birth you know, of Squatch? It's a great story. It's a great story. <laughs> so Three years ago, that was the start of our. Uh, that was our first race was January 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, so the long and short of it is, I had been living in Ohio for six years, moved back to Jersey in 2016, and I was working at um, a rehab center doing administrative work. And it was one of those moments where you think, can I do this for the rest of my life? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, it's an amazing place to work. I have. Really nothing, there's nothing there. wrong with no, that place. Nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with that. the place. I have nothing great wrong with the place. There. Um, great community there as well. So that started getting the wheels turning of, well, then what's going to be next? And um, I had gotten my personal training certification, but I wasn't using it. And my friends and family are like, you need to use it. You know, you worked hard for it. Um, and before Jersey, I was coaching at a college doing strength and conditioning, and I loved it. Um, so. I started my business core total training and fitness. My idea was I was going to do boot camp, personal training. That's what I was going to do full time. And I think probably any 
small business owner would tell you everything changes and mm -hmm. you have to go with the flow. So started doing that, but also at the time was getting really involved with the local trail running community. And so I was at a run. I don't know the story <laughs> at all. I don't know where the story is going, but uh, I was at none other than the Watchung Reservation. <laughs> yes, Watchung. Which I know so well now. Such great things happen at Watchung. It's a magical place. It's, magical. <laughs> it's absolutely magical place. So I was there with my two good friends, Tony and Elaine. We were training. I was going to run the Baker's Revenge 50K. So I was at the reservation checking out the course. And we had looped back to the parking lot and we're at the just getting food, water, whatever. And we saw all these women pulling up to the lot in their minivans and SUVs <laughs> and they're hugging each other. When you could hug. Because when you could hug, yes. Could when you could hug. And um, so we're like, what's going on? And we're like, let's walk over and we'll introduce ourselves. So we walk over. You were there. Becca was there among some other amazing women. And you guys explained that you were the Union County Moms Run This Town. Yes. And you were leading a newbie group run. It was just an event to get new trail runners out, you know, try to convert the road runners to trail. And, come to the dark um, side. Come, come to the dark side. side. <laughs> so much fun in the dark side. And you ladies were like, you got to come with us. Come with yeah. us. And um, Elaine is a mom, but Tony was at the time. She now is a baby. And, um, I think I, I said if you could spell mom. Yes, you yes, spell I think mom. I said the, the requirement <laughs> is that you were able to spell mom. Yes. So <laughs> Which probably during your 100 miler you might not have been could, able to. Probably could not. But you, you passed the test. <laughs> you did. And uh, you, you, you came, came and ran with us. We did. So we, yeah. we did the group run and then we you know, kept running together and I started you know, sharing this dream that I had to host a trail race. I just, mm. It had always been in the back of my mind. Yeah, I love running. I love the race environment. I thought, man, it'd be really cool to host an event. Careful what you tell us. So <laughs> careful what you tell us. You're dreaming you, about. If you've met any of these ladies, you'll know that they're gonna. They won't let things drop. No. So no, no, no. You guys really pushed me to pursue it, and so we started organizing the Frosty Fat Sass. The Frosty Fat Sass, and what's the Frosty Fat Sass? It, it's it's a it's a fat ass event. We put a we put a spin on it. We call it Frosty Fat Sass. Yes, everything's got to be sassy. Sasquatch. Sassy, Sasquatch. Yes. But I didn't pronounce that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was at the South Mountain Reservation. We like all right. Let's put we'll put it up on Ultra Sign Up. It'll be donation based, so runners can come. They'll donate. It'll go to the South Mountain Conservancy, which is the nonprofit that maintains the trails at South Mountain. And we capped it at a hundred, thinking. I don't know, let's just put a number on it, and then it sold out like a week or two before the event, and we had 100, 100 people come out, local runners, uh, and some non-locals. We had people from upstate New York, and I think Maryland, Virginia came out. There's some people from the city, right? Yeah, New York, we had New York City runners. Is that the year out. that somebody ran from the train station to... That, that was the next event. That, that was, was the next Okay, event. okay. That was the okay. winner. That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's another that's story. A whole nother story. <laughs> that's a whole other story. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So we did the Frosty Fat Sass, and at the end of the race, runners were saying, when is the next event? Like, we yeah. want more races in Jersey. There's the need for it. You know, there's great events that are already happening, but to have more variety would be a great thing. And um, so you guys were like, you need to do this. <laughs> you know, you need to do this. And so that was kind of the start of the Dream Team Extreme 
you were on that, and Becca, Mama Beck, Mama Beck, Mama Beck, joined the Dream Team, and then later on that year, Michelle joined us, and it's just become this awesome think tank of pretty much thinking and listening to the craziest ideas, and then I like saying, that you think, like we're, we're thinking. <laughs> I mean, it, I have to say, it is it is so much fun to be part yeah. of it. It's so much fun, um, you know, to see what goes on, you know behind the scenes with yeah. with planning races I've always had an appreciation and you know really respected and, and admired and appreciated race directors for the work that they put in during the race but you know being part of of Sasquatch and the dream team like just understanding like what you have to do all the legwork that you have to do it's it's 20 it's 24 7 I mean, will you start yeah. chat is 24 7 chat, <laughs> chat is not stop. and it's a fun chat and some of the ideas like one of the you know to see the what what doesn't make it <laughs> that could be a that but could be a funny blooper, it is yeah. I, know, I have to say that there's not one day that goes by that we don't have some sort of discussion yeah about a race uh-huh. um you know it, it's it's whether it's a few minutes or a couple of hours if yeah. we're like you know zooming to talk about something but it's something that you do all the time. Yeah. It's not just like the week before the race or the day before the race. It's yeah. just it's you're done idea. with one race, you you pack up and then you're on to planning the next one. And and there's how how many do we how many is in the Sasquatch yeah, repertoire? It got, it got out of control real fast. Oh yeah. <laughs> but a good out of control. A fun out of control because yeah. your races aren't aren't like normal distance like just plain distances. There's always like a little something to something, it, a little something, something. <laughs> um, but you, you've got, at least we have one every month, right? Yeah, we're at, we're at 11 right now. 11. Yeah. Yeah, and there's one coming up the uh, next few days. Yes, I know, Saturday, I know, and I've had to, like, get back in the mindset of it because it's our first event since March, so it's been, yeah. oh, it feels like forever, you know, but yeah. today I was packing the trailer, going through all the gear, and just getting everything set and program all the bibs tomorrow, and it's exciting. It's a very fun thing to be back in. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. But like your races, you're you know you're o- you're always trying to incorporate community. Um, and each one of your races has a community give back component to it. Yeah. I'm gonna quiz you. Okay. Can you name <laughs> the race and the charity that you be- that benefits from your race? Definitely. Go for it. Definitely. Go can. for it. Um, so we'll we'll do it. On the calendar year, because that would just be easier. That's fine. So However Jan- you want to do it. We'll go January, Frosty Fat Sass. We yeah. support the South Mountain Conservancy. We've donated over $9,000 to them in the last three years. So that's it's awesome. That's awesome. We host several events there, so we really want to give back. February is the Onesie Fest, which Ooh. that's probably another story of how that came about. That is a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic event, and it has to be in February that we learned. Yes. <laughs> but everybody, it's onesies required. Everyone wears a onesie. That it's was one of those crazy ideas. <laughs> so we support the New York, New Jersey Trail Conference at that event in February, and then also Double Squatch in March. Mm-hmm. They maintain over 2,000 miles of trails in New York and New Jersey, and we are one of their partners, which we love to do. Uh, so then March, April is the last watch standing. We support Success, which is a local charity who gives new socks to homeless people around Hudson County, and that is the number one requested uh, item at all homeless shelters. Do you know how many socks you've donated? We've donated over 2,000. 2,000 pairs of socks, which two, is so cool. Amazing. It's really, really cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. That, and that's, that's you guys. Go that's fun. you guys. <laughs> so that's April, 
May is a sand squatch where we go to Island Beach State Park. We support the Little Conservancy there that maintains the trails. And June is the Midnight Squatch Palooza with the New Jersey Coalition Against Sexual Assault. That's also awesome. another onesie related. Yes, that, yeah. that's actually where we got the idea for the onesie <laughs> fest was at like 2 in the morning. Is that Joe Branding? Joe, no, yes, so. Joe, Rick, uh, <laughs> who else? There's a couple other ladies that were there too. Jess, and, uh, oh. <laughs> great. Uh, so it's June, July is the Fat Sass Switchback Challenge at the South Mountain Reservation. We support Livingston Neighbors, Helping Neighbors, which is an amazing nonprofit that gives fresh food to local families mm-hmm. in need. Um, so we've donated, I think, $2,500 and like truckloads of food yeah. to them, which is really, really cool. Um, when we go to Weiweyanda. Oh, <laughs> Weiweyanda. First of all, it's always special bad place. <laughs> special place. If it only you like, could see my face. Beck <laughs> <laughs> doesn't want to talk about it. It's just really incredible how we've had horrendous weather there. Yeah, I think it, the wind, the, the wind, the mud. <laughs> Um, the 65 degree temperatures oh, in December. Gosh. We haven't had locust plagues or frogs or anything like Not that. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we end up. When we're there, we support Camp Hope. It's a local camp in State County where they will bus kids in who can't afford it and they provide mm-hmm. tuition free camp for them. Mm-hmm. And then September, that's summer, September and November, we support Operation Chill Out, mm. who gives. Uh, warm clothing to homeless veterans in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, and honestly, we lost track of the, the clothing. I remember. It is incredible. <laughs> so, for anybody who has not been to this race or has not seen what goes on when you hand over the articles of clothing, it's not so much to put, to put them in a bag. Mm-hmm. We There are volunteers that will specifically count each and every item of yeah. different types. So you yeah. know how many items that you're 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 giving. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And um, there's a, a veteran, an army veteran, who runs it, and he every year just says it's harder and harder to get people to donate. And so he's so appreciative of the donations that our runners bring. Um, so those are two fall events, and then wraps it up in December, way way on to where we're doing camp hope. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a pillar of Sasquatch because I think whatever platform you have, you should try to help people, especially in your local community. So we focus on. Are you tearing up right now? I yeah, I am emotional about it. Tearing up a little bit there. I'm gonna I'm gonna calm you out here. Yeah, and this is a knock against global charities because they're amazing organizations doing great work. But for us, we just try to really focus on localized charities that we can give back to the wherever our race is held. We try to connect with organizations in there. Yeah. And, and your 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 uh, goals for Sasquatch, it's, it's beyond that. There's more pillars. There so more there's, pillars, so, yeah. so the, the composition of your races. So right, what's really cool, and, and I've looked at this before, is this, there's a lot of stats with ultra running. You can look up and find out the age, age range of runners, unique finishers, and watch, you know, how ultra running has really started to, to take off. Yeah. Um, but one interesting statistic is that women still are not equally represented in yeah. the trail running community. I think you said it was like 28%? Yeah, it was below 30%. Below 30%. Probably. And so you wanted to change that. Totally. You, you wanted yeah. that to be another goal. Like the Sasquatch needs to have another amazing goal, <laughs> totally. right? So you have a goal to? Uh, get at least 50-50 or more. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously I want more women. I'm a little biased. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
2019, we were right at 49% women, which is incredible. It's, it's almost double the, the global average of ultra running. Um, so, yeah, our team, uh, we focus on just strategizing ways. We're not just like saying it willy-nilly and then hoping it happens. Mm -hmm. um, we can call it research. We've, you know, gone to Facebook groups online that are women-only running, and that was one of the most helpful things that I did when we first started was just asking runners, mm -hmm. and that's a, there's like 18,000 members. We had like two or 300 comments on the thread. I just asked, so what can we do? I'm a, I'm a female RD. What can we do to get more ladies at trail races? And it, oh, it was a gold mine. It was just, it was very, very helpful to hear that. And then, like I said before, just hearing and listening to people and then trying to implement those things. And it's working. So, it's, so you, it's very fun to see. You're say. close to, you're like a 48%? Yeah. Well, I think it was like 49% in 2019. And what's so. the age range? The age range? <laughs> kids who yeah. can barely run, they come out yeah. with, their, with their parents, which yeah. is also, that's a way we can, we're trying to get more ladies, because yeah. a lot of them are parents, and so we make our, our events family friendly, but we'll have kids come out, and then we have, which I love, the elder oh. squatch category, we always give out uh, an award at each of the races yeah. to the oldest squatch. What was the oldest squatch so far? Oh man, I think Arch won Yeah, he was at the onesie. He was at the onesie. He's 80-something. Yeah, think, we'll he, took a little, he took a little spill too. He did. He just kept on going, he, like a true runner. He did. He fell, got back up, and kept on like going. Amazing! Yeah. What an inspiration. So, what's next for you? So, you, know, you you talked about your adventures, your run ventures. What's what's next? Where do what do you do? You have your eyes on some sort of goal? Have you thought about it yet? I mean, have you? You know, I'm sure your shoes weren't off before you were on ultra sign up for your next race. <laughs> um, but do you have a, a next goal though? I, I'm very excited for the fall. I love chasing foliage, I call it. Um, I just, I get, it's, it's almost as like anxiety of like, the foliage is going to happen, it's going to go before we can see it. You know, it just happens so fast. So um, I love just planning trips, whether it's local or maybe a little further out to Catskills or um, Adirondacks. But I would love to try a longer distance trail. I'm not sure specifics, but... The Patriots Pack looks very cool. That's kind of like a Lenape trail style. Lenape. A uh, little bit of trail and road. Um, the Lenape. SRT looks very, very cool. It's about 70 miles. I heard it's really hard. So I definitely want to check some sections out this fall and then maybe do it next year. So a lot, a lot of good, bad, bad decisions. Yeah, bad, good decisions. A lot of bad decisions. <laughs> bad decisions. I'll probably team up again with shout out to Rosa and Patty. We've done uh, some crazy stuff this summer, so I want to do more of that. It's just fun. I mean, it's in the moment, you're like, why are we doing this? This is stupid, but it's such a great experience and it's good training. Yeah. So. so I've been asking questions for the past 48 minutes and sorry, Mama Beck, I went over a little bit. Do we have any uh, questions from the... All right, we're going to do some live questions, I guess, here. Right. Michael Steiner. <laughs> oh, Michael. All right. All right, Steiner. Did you fall at all at the 100 miles? I almost fell. It was like mile... Almost. Like 99. <laughs> that was after it took five minutes to figure out if I was going to eat a, a goo or... Some other oh, gum I, was, I was just staring at it. I was like, I don't know, just give it to me. 
<laughs> but um, I almost fell, caught myself, and it's actually funny because we passed his family. Like, <laughs> this will ha- if you you run in the trails, this has probably happened to you. Where, where people will kind of heckle. They'll 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 say, ah, oh, run faster. Yeah, yeah. So this family shouted out, "Could you run a little faster?" And then I, at the time I was running with like ten friends, and they were like, "She's on mile 99." And they're probably like, "What?" <laughs> so it was, it was fine. I did not fall, but I almost did. But does it count as a trail race if we didn't fall? I, 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 I think you might have right? to do it again. I, I think you might have to go back. So. <laughs> um, all right, Steiner, you're not going to get all these questions. Oh, here we go. Good job, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's water. Um, did you, uh, oh, here, from G, did you sit down at all during the 100? If so, for how long? Oh, yeah, definitely. I know some people are... Kinda, you don't like to sit, I don't think. I wanted to sit. Michelle crewed me and paced me, and I wanted to sit down, and she would not let me. Okay. Yeah, I told my crew from the beginning I was sitting. So I, I think every time I came back in the aid station, we had the, the, uh, the chair, and I was... Chair. The chair. The chair. Yes, the chair. Um, <laughs> yes, I definitely did sit. Was there a second part to that? Or? Um, and for how long? Um, the... The breaks range from, I think the first one was really short. It was like 10 minutes, and then as long as 30 was the halfway because I changed. I got mm-hmm. the dry clothes. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Carolyn Showerway would like to know. Carolyn. Carolyn. Carolyn, coming from Carolyn. What was your recovery strategy? Recovery strategy. Recovery. <laughs> Eat all the, I think you told me you're like a 10,000 calorie deficit you're yes. working towards. Do you, are you keeping tabs? Like, how are you doing with that 10,000? I think I've caught up. <laughs> i got to get back on track, I think, tomorrow. But I'm glad that you asked that because, another shout out to my crew, they put together, oh my gosh, this huge, huge gift bag. It was from the crew and then also, it was a whole group. I think there were people maybe on the card. I think there, it was a ton of people. Yeah. You were one of them. That was one of them. And it was amazing. It made me cry. This basket was filled with everything. I, I got compression socks. These, like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what they were. It's a foot mask. I got new slippers. Uh, tons of junk food. And gift cards to Chipotle, which Chipotle is life. So that was really good. Um, so really, I mean, they gave me everything that I needed was in the gift basket. So and then just a lot of sleep and a lot of eating. Yeah. Oh, Justin's got a good one. Uh, your fellow hundred miler finisher. So we think he finished the hundred. Yes. <laughs> okay, but we'll give him a question. Where does the name Sasquatch come from? Oh man, I was hoping no one would ask this. It's controversial. Okay. Uh-oh. So if my sister's on this. She would tell you that she thought of it. Jury's still out. I mm-hmm. think I came up with it. We'll just leave it like that. But um, we were making T-shirts for a half marathon that mm-hmm. we were running together in Vermont, me, my sister Deb, and our friend Tony. And we thought we should put a Sasquatch on it because that's fun. And then whether it was Debbie or me, I don't know, we said, well, let's combine Sasquatch with Squad. And then we were like, Sasquad! And... That was it. That was it. We miss you, Debbie. Yes, Debbie, we love you. Uh, James would like to know how much watermelon did you eat? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So the last 15 miles, I only ate watermelon, which I do not recommend because there's pretty much no nutritional value. (laughs) But it tastes so good. I think I, I mean, I, I agree with you, like. That's what I wanted at the aid stations yeah. was, like, that watermelon. I think because there's just there's yeah. so much water I agree in it. with it's the watermelon. Easy. It's refreshing. It was cold. 
but my stomach had been super upset an hour or two before that, and you guys, bring, you laid out all the food, and you're like, what can you eat? Because there were still 15 miles left. Oof. Um, so yeah, that was rough. I saw the watermelon. And you had, and and it's not it like there were like a few choices. You had your entire truck so much labeled <laughs> with all of the food, yeah, and we were going down that list, and we were running out of options. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, but you, it was uh, a lot of watermelon. I think it was at least a gallon bag. Well, it was a gallon bag because that's what. Joe put in. <laughs> <laughs> Joe put in that watermelon man. <laughs> watermelon and we man. We were running, and I was just like, "Can I have another piece?" And he would run up to the front of the line, and he passed me a piece of watermelon. So what did so what did you eat? So this is Erin. Erin wants to know. Erin Sinclair. Oh, Erin. Yes, Erin. Yeah. What, okay. what what were you you had a lot of options? What was good? What was bad? Yeah. Besides the rice, <laughs> <laughs> bad choice. Um, what did what did you yes yeah what did you well, eat well I I did make Grace proud for teeth she said I ate very well for the first sixty miles or so so that was good um, I had a I had everything organized in baggies with calorie count so it just made it easy my goal was to try to do about two hundred and fifty calories mm-hmm. per hour mm-hmm. so the front half I was doing uh, granola bars uh, nutrition like meal bars. I didn't do a lot of junk food. I had like some Oreos, which tasted good, um, peanut butter and jelly, uh, a lot of spring gels. Those work really well. Can you? Can you? Can I, I need to take I a break? You just said spring gels, <laughs> I and I got it like right here, just right here. I have not been able to touch a spring gel. Yeah, you get intimate, since um, yeah. April two thousand and nineteen. I'm taking a break from spring, <laughs> but they did work. No offense to spring. <laughs> No, they're great. <laughs> great they are great. They are fantastic. Yes, yeah. they are very good. Um, so I'm gonna. So and chicken broth. Chicken, chicken broth. broth was really huge. Chicken broth and hot tea when my stomach was upset. The crew stepped in and delivered. It was amazing. It, it settled my stomach. So yeah. that was really good. When uh, Patty Murphy and I did our first 50k, same thing. Chicken chicken soup saved our yeah. soul. Yeah, it was yeah, really good. Yeah, it was. It was it. <laughs> So, Stephen Banfield, all the way from Thailand. Oh, Steve! Hey, he's watching. And um, Matt Klein had the same question. Shocking. Um, when's the next 100? Of course. Of course. <laughs> so surprising coming from both, either one of them. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. That is a shocker. Yeah. Matt. Matty Tahoe. Matty so, Tahoe. Matt texted me, I think, like a day or two after and asked if I wanted to go run at Watch Hogar's <laughs> You was probably a heart now, right? Which, I actually, I think I was still so loopy. I, was, I asked Michelle, I was like, should I run? And she's like, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but rest is a good thing. <laughs> um, there are no rest days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's what's next? I mean, yeah. I think I talked to that before. It's just, I'm yeah. excited about trying longer distance trails in a run venture style, like like we just did. I, I like the I love the planning process and the, the aspect of self supporting is is really fun. Takes it to a whole nother that's a whole nother level of crazy. It's whole nother level. <laughs> so I am so there you have a segment during your usual um, run venture podcasts and questions that you have a rapid fire hold on question. You have one more from Kelly Lennon. Oh I do? It, yeah, hold, scroll it's up. Not, you missed it. Oh it's not there. Where is it? I'll read it. Uh, from Kaylin Hopkins. Kaylin. Kaylin. Sorry. Oh, my sorry. Bad. Did I miss that one? Small screen. Uh, congratulations on your 100. One of the best ways to increase women participation is just by being a female RD and having a female team. What do you attribute your entrepreneurial spirit to 
Did you go to school for business? Any major influencers? Ooh. Wow, oh. good question. Do you need to see that or did you get all of that? I got it. I just need to let it digest a little bit here. Do you want it? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, my background with education, my undergrad, I did communications, which I'm actually using a lot. We did digital design. Um, so with the social media and all the design stuff that goes out for Sasquatch, I get to do that myself, which is fun. Um, and then I did a master's in education, which um, I use a lot. I mean, I still use it with my fitness business, with coaching. I work with kids, uh, which is teaching. So in terms of entrepreneur, um, I wish I had, I had had the opportunity to do master's, uh, an MBA at the time where I could choose, but that's okay. Make a note of that. Um, okay, got that. Make a note of that. You make a note. Make a note. <laughs> we're, we're making notes. But I, I constantly listen to entrepreneur podcasts. I do that. There's a weekly one that is awesome. It's called Story Brand. I'll give them a shout out. I listen to that every, every Monday. Um, there's a bunch of other ones, Entree Leadership. And just trying to listen to specific podcasts that are geared towards business and entrepreneur. And then also that are women who are leading the podcast. Always learning, always growing. Yeah, you have to. Always raising that bar. You have to. That's our Kimmy. <laughs> I used to be young. <laughs> All right, so so the rapid fire questions is, is something that you All do right. with your guests. And Let's do it. You will not escape, and they're not the same. Okay. So, Becca? Michelle yeah. Rice wrote most of them. Okay. Okay. So, oh, you need your phone back. Okay. All right. I'm ready. All right. Okay. Hmm. I was 14. Are these like long? Answers, short just, answers. Just, Both. just, you know, patience. Okay. Well, of course, the question you ask all of your guests: Do you believe in Sasquatch? Of course. Fine. Of course. Come on. Fine. She might Fine. actually you, be listen. Sasquatch. She might be. <laughs> she might actually be Sasquatch. And another favorite that you ask is your favorite movie. Favorite movie: Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. No hesitation. Really. Love it. Okay. Why did you think it was something else? Yes. What? The next question might help. What? <laughs> Would you rather be a stormtrooper or Princess Leia? Oh. <laughs> I mean, Carrie Fisher, talk about a strong lady. I mean, her character is so strong. And are we, we're going too That's deep. Fine. We're going too deep. deep. All right. Now it's fire. Come on, but come on, come on. Poe, he, he converted. I mean, he, he had a great redemption story. As you got to pick one. You got to pick one. All right, Princess Life. Fine. No <laughs> You're approaching a traffic light, and it turns yellow. Do you speed up or slow down? Depends on. No, 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 depends. no it depends. depends on if I'm gonna nope, be late. No, 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 speed up or slow no, down. I usually speed up. No. Oh. Just for the record, Michelle, you picked the wrong answer. <laughs> First job you ever held? First job was probably uh, camp counselor, sports camp counselor. Not surprised. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you could have any meal right now, what would it be? Any meal? Any meal. Probably Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> But they don't know the answer. <laughs> if you had to spend the rest of your life as an animal, which would you choose? <laughs> Not a chipmunk, please. <laughs> yeah, a chipmunk would run across the trail when Jan is running. That's hundred percent what I would choose. <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> I mean, pro honestly, probably a cat because my cat lives life. Delilah. I know Kim Vaselli wanted me to give her a shout out, I think. So shout out to my cat. I mean she sleeps like eighteen hours a day. She also got something out of the out of your basket. She got she a did. gift out of the Apparently basket. you didn't have to get up, you could just go like this and play with Delilah. Yes. What job would you be absolutely terrible at? Terrible at? Uh, anything that has like 
uh, assembly kind of like instructions like IKEA. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't like that type of stuff. I don't like you know step by step. It just gets you fresh. You'll make stuff, but you don't want to put it together. I don't want to put it together. <laughs> what book is currently next to be read? Next to be read, um, I had or just read. no. I, I wish I had read it before the race, and I didn't get to. But it was Matt told me to read it. It was like foot, something about feet, foot care. Anyone? <laughs> someone here is watching. Someone's looking at comments right now. So I don't know. Something about someone's going to help me out there. Matt wants to read about feet. Everything you need to know about keeping your feet. He does not read healthy. that book. Obviously, if anyone's ever seen it. No, <laughs> what song would you pay money never to hear again? Baby Shark. And where is your absolute favorite place to be? Favorite place to be? Either <laughs> they're so different. Either on the trails at South Mountain or taking a nap on a Sunday afternoon with the sun coming in. It's <laughs> like amazing. You did pretty well. Did you pass? You passed. You did pretty well. I'm impressed. I'm good. List is done. Awesome. All right. Kimmy, this was fun. Oh my gosh. Thanks so much. This was awesome. Thanks. Unbelievable. Thanks, Becca, for hosting us in your backyard. I think we're, are, are, we, are we coming to you, everyone live from the 50-yard line? I mean, we can't. 40 yards. We're four, on the 40. We're on the 40. Yeah, we're on the 40. Chimene, you, you, did, you did very well. You redeemed yourself. Good quarantine project we did here. Awesome. This is awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this special edition of the Run Venture series. We are coming back at you on Wednesday, just a couple days. We are inviting the team from the Trail Women BK. They're coming on. Um, Elise, Olivia, and Trisha are coming on. They founded the uh, Trail Women BK. Uh, again, promoting women in our sport. They're going to come on and chat about what they're doing, amazing things in the city. And then this Saturday, we are at the Watch Home Reservation. Do I have all of my my squatchy sucker checkers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sign up, sucker. So volunteers, if, yep. you, if you would like to volunteer, because volunteering at a Sasquatch event is amazing. It's very fun. Um, and the Squatchung surprise is definitely unique fun. fun. So I think there are, you know, we, you put up a post yep. looking yeah. for volunteers. So yep. check out that post. Make sure you sign up for something. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, looking forward awesome. to Saturday. This is the first race post since March. Yeah, first yeah. action in person. In person race. You've, in person. you've held the virtuals, but this is the first, and yeah. I'm so excited to get back out there. Yeah, it's going to be great. We, we have only a few spots left for the 5K, so if you're itching to get out there, you can sign up. We have a pretty long wait list for three hours, six hours, so I'm sorry in advance. If you don't get off of it, we're going to try again to open up some spots. Uh, but it's going to be an awesome time. So. Yeah, wait. All right. Thanks, That's Kimmy. it. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>